नमस्ते सो एज वी डिसाइडेड फर्स्ट सेशन विल बी इंग्लिश सेकेंड सेशन इन हिंदी सम ऑफ द की आइडियाज विच हैज कॉन इन टू दी ब्लॉसमिंग ऑफ इंडियन सिविलाइजेशन इट्स कल्चर एज वी वेर सींग यस्टडे वन इज दैट दन बिकेम द मैनी एंड this existence as we see around is a manifestation of the divine but not a complete manifestation it's it's still in the process so there is this uh, stream of evolutionary thought already inbuilt within indian thought that it's a progressive manifestation step by step and what we call as evolution is nothing else but the manifestation of the divinity which is there in creation as in a sense meaning thereby that we are essentially divine man carries within himself fundamentally a divine nature and this essence of divinity is in everything and everybody even the lump of even the grain of sand in matter the lump of clay the clod everywhere the worm the plant there is this essence of divinity but in man something else takes place and that is that man can become aware of this divinity he can consciously participate in the evolution so that is where man's special role comes in that up till man during the course of evolution this divinity that is buried inside keeps throwing out symbol figures and shapes in the form of this countless creatures and you know forms and figures but in man there is the possibility of completing this whole evolutionary journey so just to take an example what it means is we are in the mountains so we can look at the mountains a mountain of course a beautiful place but if we feel what is the effect of mountain on all of us it has a healing property very spontaneously it has a healing property there is a purity of air there is the feeling of something mighty strong uh, intensely meditating that's the impression one can have mountains symbolize tapasya so if we look at a mountain symbolically even look at the shapes how they have formed they start from below and they climb towards a kind of peak so it symbolizes the aspiration of earth climbing towards the sky so that's how the um, sanatan dharma thought will look at it so in mountain the thought of god which is about the aspiration that climbs from earth to the sky is embedded again in the river what is a river it's symbol of life always flowing always changing and yet at its base is the same base over which it is flowing it's ever changing yet it is the same and that's how the buddhist thought looks at life ever changing yet ever the same like like habit it's throwing up flowing in a same pattern similarly when we look at all these various uh, phenomena in nature what is a worm for example what is a worm this little creature so an indian thought we look at a worm as a butterfly in the making you'll not look at a worm oh this is a worm to be disdained because this evolutionary idea is inbuilt within it so everywhere in this universe when we look at it it is the original veda the scripture by veda 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 means the knowledge which is inside creation the ultimate knowledge veda literally comes from the root vid is the ultimate knowledge and this ultimate knowledge is embedded in creation just as in computer you have the it's already fed inside the software according to which the computer behaves so there is this knowledge embedded in creation as the consciousness force and slowly over a period of time it's disclosing itself it discloses itself in the mountain but also it discloses itself in the gentlest of buds it discloses itself in the spring it discloses itself in the winters look at the way the seasons are arranged so um you know it is also we often you know we have these books about uh, how to the four stages of life so we have the four seasons um in india of course you see six seasons <laughs> because but 
look at it. Seasons are telling us what is to be done, what life is about. Because the same divine truth is there in everything. It is, it is a book. Uh, creation is a book which we need to read. Uh, but if we read it only on the surface, we won't understand it. When we go into the depth, it's the same knowledge expressing itself through symbol figures. So the first season normally is spring. It's not about 1st January. But that's how it is celebrated, spring season. In many cultures, in India, after Lori, some people after Baisakhi, I mean different. So spring is the first season. So what is spring? Spring is about the exuberance of birth and youth. So that's the first season. Should be filled with colors, joy, hope. And then the next season, next comes summer. Youth is okay. Now get on to labor. So summer is all about labor, sweat, bearing the heat of the sun. It's a kind of tapasya we engage in, but of a different kind. And then comes rain. Rain soothes and purifies. So next stage is, okay, we have lived these two stages. Now we need to go through a cleansing process. So you see, 25 years, 50 years, 50 onwards. Now such a but in a different way. Now, you know, everybody has gone through experiences of life. Now you need to take stocks, make sense of it, go through what is essential, you keep that. Whatever is not essential, you let it be washed away. So rains do that work. So that is the third season of life. And the fourth is autumn or winter. What happens? Now we are preparing for the next spring. So we are, look at what happens to a tree. It sheds all that is unnecessary. All the, you know, um, leaves are shed. And the tree goes into, as if into a state of inner concentration. So in this inner concentration, it gathers strength for coming back into the future. So when we enter into the 75th year, I mean, this is a way of saying 75th year. Well, let me say 150th year. So we take it that now is the <laughs> next becoming. So to gather strength, to gather energies, concentrate and let many of these attachments, the key which you don't want to hand over to the Bahu, just give it to her. Just, you know, this is not the time to keep on in the mind. This is my bank balance. This is my this thing. Give it. And just this is the time to uh, start a journey afresh. So in the cycles of nature, you will see rebirth. Rebirth is something which is all the time happening. So, it is something very beautiful in day and night. See, the Gita describes day and night also. So, uh, we all have noticed in the daytime, all the forces are in exuberance which give us hope, joy, energy, enthusiasm. Everybody in the day is really good morning. Seldom you hear. That's why I don't, I have abandoned the idea of saying good night. So, always good morning. Night also, there is morning only. Morning is going to come or you can take it like, you know, it is morning which is continuing. Night is a time when most people are attacked by all kinds of forces which are very dark. That's why you see night, people tend to get these dark thoughts. Many people fall sick, people die, often they get heart attacks. All, you know, during that late phases of the night. So, day and night also they saw a correspondence. Early morning and late evening they saw a correspondence. When nature is still. And they spoke about it in such fantastic ways. For instance, um, they allocated certain times. Like especially in the morning and the evening. So, it was Prabhat uh, Vela. You sit and meditate. And then Sandhya time you do Sandhya Vandan. Now, it was not like an enjoinder that you have to do it that way. But... Now there was a story connected with it that during this evening time, see how it is intertwined through countless stories, some rituals, some truths, occult truths. So as a child I had heard this story that during evening, um, Godhuli Vela, you should not uh, you know, engage in any activities which are not meant to be good. Why? Because Shiva is taking a round of the universe. Now who is Shiva? Shiva quietens everything. He is transbound. So in the evening you can actually feel a very natural state of trance which is developing in creation. Everything is quiet. Birds are returning back. Everything, everybody is returning back. So they also discovered in this, um, in the change of uh, timings as the day progressed, Prahar, the you know play of forces and connected it. And even in the story of Ravana, you see very interestingly, um, Ravana's mother, Kaikashi, 
एंड फादर कैकसी इज ए राक्षसी और आसुरी असुर कन्या एंड हिज रावणास फादर पुलस्त ही इज ए ब्राह्मीण कमिंग फ्रॉम दी हायर ही इज ब्रह्मास ग्रैंड सन नाउ सी ड्यूरिंग दोज डेज वॉट काइंड ऑफ कनेक्शन टूक प्लेस इवन रूरू and pramod var avisi a similar kind of combination so uh, you know they both particularly kakashi she says i want a child so pulasrishi at that point of time he says look here this is evening time this is not a good time to really conceive and well he eventually gives in but he says you know it's something we have done it's not going to be very good for the child and you have you know but she was very ambitious she wanted that my child should become the greatest asur king and see it through a story the state of conception of a mother the time when you are conceiving all these things were inbuilt it is such a detailed scientific understanding of life not science as we understand today which is no science but a science of appearances so when people try to you know Uh, say that it is scientific and bring out some evidence from the materialistic western science it is to reduce the science of sanatan dharma by many 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 notches below the science that is elaborated in the vedic lore is far far deep far far profound for instance just to take an example there are six schools of indian philosophy which have all sprung from the vedas they all say that ultimate aim is liberation so they have sprung from the veda look at these schools sankhya as the word goes sankhya count it's about numbers but how does it start the number there there are there are 24 or some would say 25 some would say 23 depending on how you count principal elements that constitute creation so you have these panch indriya you have these panch bhut which we spoke about you have the one purusha you have ahankar you have you know if you really go through that uh, the buddhi uh, mahat it is something so fantastic that they analyze this entire creation into certain fundamental principles the trigunas the threefold prakriti and you know you could understand anything anywhere based on that just to take an example uh, normally we analyze things and try to understand and try to reach a conclusion about whether it's good or bad or healthy or not and now it is all organic and all these things but how did they arrive at that conclusion they said there are three principal forces in of nature which are operating all over in creation so what were the three forces tamasic rajasic and satvic so based on that you can just figure out anything in in the world for example tamasic food is not good for health so what is tamasic food rotten stale kept in the fridge <laughs> there were no fridges but something which has been kept for long time so perhaps that's why in india we never had a fridge we had that nice system where you know one day food can last those stores and you know so this idea of storing food in fridge and then eating after few days now we have got used to it but it was considered as tamasic food they didn't have to see that whether they are bacteria or not you eat a stale food it is bound to you know affect you so this was all tamasic but tamas is not only in food tamas is also in the mind tamas is a lazy mind saying you know it's a stale mind what is a stale mind are i have my own stock ideas opinions my grandfather used to say it i know it all i don't need to move so tamasic man lives by stock ideas opinions and is not willing to challenge them not willing to question them not willing even to understand them and he is very content with that he is refusing to progress refusing to understand anything new tamasic life is a mechanical life every day morning the person gets like koluka bell mulla ki daud marchit tak so he is just you know going from here to there running about and it's a life which is like a drudgery that he is leading he may be doing apparently uh, living in an ashram but he is still living like a tamasic human being there is also tamasic daan you give a, a gift tamasic daan is where you are giving a gift without any consideration are dena hai you give okay which school you have to or which orphanage you have to distribute blankets go and distribute so many blankets write it that so many given in his name feed the poor tamasic daan without any thought just imagine when you the all and all this you know 
we have further imbibed this spirit coming from the west and I feed the poor. Now what happens is, when you feed the poor, so one day you take very nice food, halwa, puri, nice things. Now once a week you are feeling, your conscience is satisfied that I stole many people, but I am feeding the poor. So I am giving and doing a good deed. What happens to the poor? Now, the next six days, they are having a tough time. Because they are looking for that seventh day when you have the special food. This all of us have gone through. I mean, AFMC, wonderful place. But I remember on Tuesdays, there used to be special lunch. So other days, we were just skipping through our Tuesday ko abhi lunch. Air Force messes. One day, Chola Batura. So we are looking for that day when Chola Batura will be made. So other days, we could not enjoy so much because we are waiting for that day when there will be Chula Baturas. So, you know, this we, this is tamasic way of doing things where there is no thought, there is no feeling, there is no real consideration but things are done, uh, you know, just uh, mechanically. Because why we are doing it? My parents used to do it. Why the parents were doing it? Don't question. My parents were doing it. Why your parents were doing it? Don't ask too many questions. Their parents were doing it. This is a tamasic way of life. And when India started living this kind of life, it fell. One of the reasons for its fall. And Shobindu describes these even tamasic kind of societies. So he says there are three types of societies. The tamasic, the rajasic and the sattvic. So tamasic society, he says, is India of today. And he says it moves on bullock carts. So slowly it is going. By today, of course, I am saying 100 years back. Since then, there is intense rajas and awakening of sattva in India, thanks to Shivindo's yoga for India. He not only did yoga for the world, but also yoga for India, but that's a different subject. We'll probably touch upon it. So he says it's like bullock cart, moving at a slow pace, safe, because bullock carts will hardly meet with an accident, but it'll hardly take you to long distances. And it's not a very comfortable thing, though it's a very idyllic thing. So in a village, it's nice to once in a while, you know, feel the bullock cart and you watch a movie Lagan and you feel oh so nice bullock carts ever travelled in it you realise if you travel 2 kilometers what happens to you <laughs> so it's not a very comfortable feeling but it's okay when there are only bullock carts then there is rajas so tamas to shake tamas now look at the logical way nature is acting Initially, tamas makes everything settle down. So we spoke about Satchidanand and you know, uh, one existence becoming all these many existences. So where did tamas come from? Tamas comes from that stability. It is inertia, the principle of inertia. Again, existence must be stable. So we have the principle of tamas. It's the principle of inertia in creation. We didn't say Newton's first law of motion. We just said that there is tamas. And universalized it. So what is the second law of creation? Rajas. Rajas must come to shake tamas. Otherwise creation will not move. Intense life. Full of activity. Full of vigor. But lacking in direction. So rajasic action is like that. Doing for the joy of doing. For the sake of doing. But for what purpose? I'm enjoying it. So this is how rajas comes in. So rajas is also in all the foods which are um, tikhalal and all that, you know. Uh, mirch, masala, many types of meat, all this is rajas. It makes the being, uh, you know, it, it literally makes you sweat and it energizes you in certain ways. So rajasic food. So rajasic food may, gives you a lot of different kinds of energy. Meat, for instance, rajasic food. So when you eat it, you are ready for fighting. There are even activities which are proper to the rajasic kind of humanity. Business, war, they are typically rajasic kind of humanity. Mechanical work, a tamasic kind of humanity which spares itself thought. Rajasic thought, it will jump from one book to another. It will say, Are, two days back I had read this and is very much taken up by that opinion, fantastic. Then after three days, picks up something new. He said, no, no, this is fantastic. Then very soon it wears off. So it wants another something new. So it keeps flirting with thought. And in the end it says, Koi fayda nahi hota kisi ka. Quite naturally. 
you never really tried anything <laughs> you were flirting with thought <laughs> so a lot of people flirt with thought you know they pick up a lot of books here there everything at the end you know uh, you are neither here nor there but you have this sense that you have moved on journey so shobindu says modern european society is like rajoguna built so rajoguna built society is it moves at great speed it looks like so many things are happening but it says it invariably has no direction and purpose so it tends to crash sooner or later so there are again rajasik activity rajasik daan when you do it with this idea of pride i am giving so you will see people who donate some money and they want their plaques to be put in the name of someone श्रीमती इनके लेट श्रीमती इनके नाम से एक पत्थर लगवा दिया वेन मदर वॉज ऑफर्ड सम मनी फॉर गोलकुंड एंड शी वेट दे ऑल दैट दे वॉन्ट इज दैट द नेम शुड बी मैंशन ऑन वन ऑफ द स्टोन्स सो द मदर सेट ओके वील कीप इट ऑन द फ्लोर दिस वॉज आर वे ऑफ सेल कीप इट ऑन द फ्लोर आर यू रेडी एंड समाइम सो एब्जर्ड यू स्पॉइल द होल ब्यूटी दिज ए नाइस लिटिल बेंच इन द पार्क and behind you says shrimati so and so unke naam se now you are figuring out who this person is nobody seems to know who this person is so this is a rajasik we have doing thing where you are doing things for uh, getting all these external acclaim egoistic ambition and what it brings in return tamasik gifts bring delusion to the giver and the receiver and rajasik gifts bring pleasure and pain instant pleasure followed by pain when you are giving initially the person is very happy receiving it you are also very happy you are the giver after some times as i was saying yesterday you start reducing then there is pain both sides there is pain so this is the way rajasik life moves uh, plenty of ramifications i am just cutting it on then there is sattva sattva is balance harmony equilibrium now do, don't we see it in atom itself you have that state of inertia you know neutrons who either are not on this side nor on that side then you have you know um, electron proton neutron you have those balancing equilibrium even atom seeks equilibrium there is intense movement there is the state where there would be stability force of inertia force of movement and the force of equilibrium so in entire creation they are operating so sattva is about balance and equilibrium sattvic foods are fruits anything which is fresh vegetables kand mool they are all nice sattvic food so you don't have to think about organics sattvic food is there but see how we are carried away now you know organic brands and all over we are going into how about branding some sattvic food nice sattvic food we can do and it can be very even organic if you preserve it actually you have turned it into a kind of tamasic food so you have sattvic food you have sattvic thoughts sattvic thoughts are thoughts which always want to understand things what is the right way of doing things what is the right way of leading life what is they it needs a shastra it needs intelligence which must justify whatever one is doing rajasik man is driven by impulses but a sattvic man needs to understand by his intelligence what he is doing which direction one is go- going there must be purpose there must be direction there must be a goal sattvic society shobindu says was ancient india everything was in order everything was in harmony everything was in balance but again it had to come down that is a different but there is a reason why it happened so it was a kind of sattvic society modern societies there is nothing which is sattvic it is striving towards that now in india i see a kind of awakening of sattvic impulse there is a need towards that from tamas we went through intense rajas still there is lot of rajas which is good otherwise we'll rush towards sanyas we are very quick at running away towards sanyas the only spirituality we understand is somebody wearing a langoti and sleeping on a bed of nails he is not eating he is not married and he is living like a sadhu with a chillam in hand that's like our understanding of oh he is a great yogi we must understand that all these things are dated he may be a extremely tamasic man i have actually met a person who had who met me in one of the ashrams and he said hum to chhod ke sab aa gaye i have left everything and come 
So normally you'd say, wow, wonderful. So I said, kya chhod ki aage? They said, no, I was married. I said, oh, I had six daughters. Pirti, ek din bas man kya, spiritual life. So I've left everything. I said, oh, I understand. So you are living in the ashram and your wife is doing sadhana there. So he didn't really understand what I said. I didn't want to further elaborate. I said, yes, you, have li- you are living in the ashram and your wife is doing sadhana. So all this kind of, you know, uh, obviously you abandoned six children and daughters and your wife thinking that you think you are Buddha. Buddha is moved by a deep impulse. Buddha didn't go to take shelter in an ashram. Buddha went in search, in quest. That was the highest. That was beyond the three gunas. So this is just in very short because it's a whole subject by itself and Gita lays a great stress on this aspect. So there there is the Sankhya school. When we understand it, we understand all about nature and how it's working. It's countless ramifications. This is one school. So there is Sankhya, there is Yoga. So what is Yoga? Yoga has very little to do with exercise. What we are practicing today, actually I have a serious feeling we should stop calling them yoga, morning yoga. Not as Indians. It pains me to see that. They are asanas or stretching exercises. Call them whatever. They are not yoga. Yoga is union with the divine. The word should be preserved only for that. So what what about these exercises? Yes, they give you health. Many things give you help. Health. It's perfectly fine, it's valid, it's a good thing to do exercises to give yourself health. But we should not convey to the world that this is yoga. Hat yoga, from where this word yoga and yogasana comes. Original hat yoga, Shobindra speaks about it in one of his poems. What Ravana did, Dhruv perfected, that is hat yoga. I know of only one hat yogi, he was in Bangalore. He would do Surya Namaskar for 8 hours a day. You cannot do anything else because it's through the body. He is mathoing the body. Sorry for that English word. He is, you know, so that the consciousness can get liberated and find its way upward. It's not a joke. It's not a half hour or one hour I am doing some fitness exercises. And people have turned it even in the West now, you know, now that man is in jail. Hot yoga. So he improvised it. You will do the same asanas, but there will be steam all around. So you'll sweat. Indian. Sadly. <laughs> Finally went into it. So yoga is union with the divine. So there are various ways of uniting. Why? Because it's the highest possibility. So therefore, each age and each type of humanity, there was a yoga. So humanity which lives purely in the physical consciousness. You try to... Say that, you know, there is a greater truth, there is a reality beyond, behind. So after some time, the person goes into yoga nidra. But if you say, you know, we'll do one hour, two hours exercise. Yes, that's good. So hatha yoga is meant specifically for human beings who live largely in the physical consciousness. And since majority of humanity does live in that, so it works very well. But original hatha yoga included... Not only asanas, but also mudras, bandha, and also kundalini. Many of these hatha yoga. And perfected hatha yogin was someone who could stay in that particular posture for long, long time. The body had reached that degree of stability and perfection. Now, if one could do that, fine, but then one cannot do anything else in life. So that's why hatha yoga is a way of life. Uh, yes, asanas are good, healthy, one must do it, no harm about it. So this was Hatha Yoga. Then there were people who were more uh, you know, uh, differently oriented. So for them came Pranayama as part of the Raj Yogic system. Pranayama is included in both. So in Raj Yoga there are people who start from the mind. So you have the Raj Yoga. So Raj Yoga Yoga of the King or the King Yoga. You don't get into all this. If Asanas, Pranayama are used, they are only as preliminary things. You see in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. So Raj Yoga is about start with the mind. Start with concentration. Start with controlling the senses with the mind. Sanyama, Nigraha. And then you take a flight upward. So that's what is Raj Yoga whose primary method is concentration. And 
of course on one side concentration on the other hand renunciation this was raj yoga originally and you have the centers of concentration and the whole process but then what about the heart sir don't tell me all is mind i love i also have a will impulsion to work what about all these things do they have no place in yoga so shri krishna upgraded it all added something new he said trimarg of the gita so your mind is turning toward the eternal heart is adoring the beloved and will is serving the master of works trimarg of the gita so that's for those who have gone still one step further who are engaging in the world and they want themselves to engage with the divine with every way with the thought the mind the intelligence the heart the will so we see it goes still further and then of course there was the tantra yoga tantra yoga said all of you are vedantins you are seeking liberation of the soul from nature what is nature what about nature so tantra started from there i will start and play with nature so it started playing with nature and started discovering that at each level of nature there are countless possibilities immense energies it started entering into that playing with it and they played with nature all the way reaching up to the highest and was still liberation but they did a great work of trying to synthesize vedanta all these are, are schools from the vedas they were moving in one direction souls liberation tantrics also understood that but they said what about nature how can you leave what is nature nature also contains within it something divine it has also the same origin and so in tantra we had the right hand path and the left hand path so what was the right hand path right hand path said yes i understand in nature everything is coming from divine but certain things are too dangerous don't dabble with them so right hand path through the path of knowledge it went toward the divine whereas the left hand path he said no you are leaving the joy of nature i must engage with it so they took up all those activities which were considered as nishid mas madira mean maithun all all everything in which is in nature it said even this i am going to use and uplift toward divine now you know what shrivinda said bold but rash and premature attempt he didn't condemn it bold but rash and premature attempt which led to the precipitous downfall they're not ready but everything in nature owes something from the divine and can be uplifted to its divine heights so yesterday what i was saying and you will see this there in indian thought how integral it is has anyone gone to konark temple some of us must have gone no so what is interesting about konark at the center there is sun the suris mandir and you know it now of course that's not working that you know with that ray of light you could know um, even the hour of the day yes and have you seen the engravings all around are they all holy engravings it is but in a different sense yes you're right our traditional idea is what is all these activities being shown there a couple who got together and what is that got to do with spirituality in the watchful eye of the sun every aspect of creation it's a you know fullness you will see in that temple that's one unique temple because other than that you see this fullness in the south indian temples you see the fullness even the asura and the rakshasas are there everybody is there as if the whole creation is brought under the eye of the supreme so it was a very bold attempt shubindu takes all this to its one step further he says yes the body tried through hat yoga but liberation the tantrics tried through nature towards liberation trimarga tried through mind will and heart towards a final liberation through works raj yoga tried through the mind towards liberation but what about creation so what about creation what about the destiny of the body even the hat yogi didn't consider about the destiny of the body so he brings in this next step so you see yoga is also arranged along an evolutionary scale 
those living in physical consciousness largely hat yoga practices those living in largely in the mind raj yoga those who are uh, you know living more in their kind of soul is awakened to the totality the gita those who want the final consume consummation of earth creation humanity for them shobindos adhyatma yoga so what is this yoga it's about he says liberation is only a first step but the entire nature must be transformed so because he speaks about integral yoga every aspect the body life heart mind soul all are taken up together but not that practice a little bit of hatha yoga in the morning do a pranayam in the afternoon some meditation in the evening you have integral yoga this is a great confusion going around so many people what is integral yoga something for the body hatha yoga for the body raj yogi concentration for the mind pranayam for the vital and then you surrender everything to the mother and that's integral yoga shobinda says if you do this you will create a confusion it's not synthesis synthesis means he takes the essence of all the yogas what is the essence of all yogas essence is aspiration hat yogi is aspiring aspiring for something to free the body from all its bondages raj yogi is aspiring aspiring for something for that higher consciousness greater consciousness for stilling the mind the trimarg of the gita aspiring aspiring to lay oneself completely in the hands of the divine become an instrument of the divine a channel of the divine kundalini yoga the tantric is aspiring for something what is aspiring that may this entire field of nature be sublimated and reach the feet of the divine mother from whom it has come so he takes that aspiration and aspiration now not for this or that but for the complete divine who is everywhere in creation that's why you know often you will see in tantra shobindo's yoga is both vedanta and tantra so we have the vedantic element the soul must be freed from the clutch of ignorance otherwise it cannot talk about you know think about transformation but there is also the tantra element nature must arrive at its fullness all the possible capacities and upgraded and linked to the divine that's what is transformation of nature so he brings in both these elements in a very beautiful way you have this double combination of shirbindo and the mother if you look at shirbindo though he is a master of all the forces of nature but you will see the image of the ancient of rishis if you look at the mother she is the divine mother from whom all the energies have emerged intense powerful so and she knew what kind of occult 12 centers not 7 she speaks about from the inconscient to the superconscient all the forces both of them had mastered completely she not only knew about the kundalini from above downwards all these elements are there in shrubindo's yoga the opening of the chakras the stabilization of the breath the spontaneous meditation all these things service to the divine the heart's love and adoration going to the divine mind becoming full of a plenary knowledge through awakening of inspiration revelation the transformation of nature at every level in every grade so he takes it to the penultimate consummation so when we see the entire yoga systems of course this is a very brief thing about shrivindra's yoga but if we see it in the line of the entire journey of yoga we see that it stands at the final head of humanity so sometimes when people put everything together on the same scale okay we can do it but we need to do it with correct understanding shobindo's yoga takes every aspect of creation so you have aspiration which is the common element rejection every yoga will have certain things which you have to throw out of nature otherwise you can't uh, you know engage in yoga for instance in hatha yoga you you have to your diet it's not just doing these exercise your diet your sleep all this should be regulated but what you don't regulate in hatha yoga is ego so shivinda says many hatha yogis develop tremendous ego you don't work upon it then in raj yoga yama niyam you have to you know uh, 
certain prescriptions, prescriptions. It's not like you start doing concentration after learning paying $1,000. These $1,000 courses are the most dangerous. Why? Because one gets an idea that I have learnt a practice technique. I'll practice and I'll be done with it. We cannot fool God. There is a preliminary period of preparation and purification which may stretch up to 12 years, even sometimes longer. And it goes on because if the nature is not ready, how will it receive the divine? Same with Trimarg of the Gita. It's a constant process which goes on. In the Trimarg of the Gita, you have to reject the Shadripus, Kam, Krodh, Lob, Moh, Mad, Matsar, all these jealousies, all this is to be rejected from the nature. And the mother adds to this list, bhai, fear, the worst impurity. And every yoga will have some, some aspect or the other of surrender. To the self, the higher consciousness, greater consciousness, to the divine, to the avatar, to the guru. So we have the key elements in Sri yoga, aspiration, rejection, surrender. This is the core of every yoga. If one does the asanas like a drudgery, without any aspiration, the results will be minimal. Even if you take a medicine with all the doubts in your mind, I can tell you you have cut down 50% of the effect, which is due to faith. And if you don't have faith in the doctor, 75% is gone. And then it will be self-fulfilling prophecy. So patients come and say, Dr. Saab, Dawai khate hi mujhe ye effect hua. So I tell them, Bhaiya, abhi to wo peet taki paushi hogi. No, no. It's not the right medicine. It created this. So I say, okay, change the medicine. I know you will have the same, some problem or the other again. This happened, that happened. And finally they will do doctor shopping. And mother said, Guru shopping is as dangerous as doctor shopping. Go to the physician in whom you trust, take the medicine that he gives you with trust. So we do that kind of, you know, doctor shopping, guru shopping. Guru shopping, kitna simplest technique ek bata do, bas. McDonald's, chaldi se bata do. Paanch din ka ek crash course karwa do bhagwan ko paane mein. Jada kuch elaborate mat batao, ye sab humko. Tamas hai na, ye samajna umajna nahi hai humko. Hum kuch technique bata do. अब वो बिचारे गुरुजी बता रहे नहीं 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 अब अब टेक्निक कब बताओगे अरे यार टेक्निक नहीं इम्पोर्टेंट है ये सब टेक्निक विल डेवलप फ्रॉम इनसाइड टेक्निक इज़ द लीस्ट इम्पोर्टेंट थिंग यू नो इट्स लाइक व्हेन पीपल आस्क लेडीज़ कि आई वांट टू लर्न कुकिंग घर में तो ंग Not only of Kamakro, the Lobomo, that list is uh, formidable enough, but he also says rejection of the tamas body. Are chodo, aaj rehne do. Tamas, tamas in the mind. Kaun padhe itna? Shubhendu has written so many books. Who will read? I say read one book at least. <laughs> read one passage a day. What is there? Ek ghadi ya do ghadi, aadho me puni aad, tulsi sangati sadhu ki. Har ek koti abrad. Doesn't matter. Even those, now for that, people have started giving those quote, misquotes of those one-liners moving on WhatsApp. Then people send me, kiska kya matlab hai? I say, ye quote hi galat hai. Totally, kuch bhi. Matlab, Savitri mein death ne jo bola hai, wo bhi quote ke roop mein ja raha hai. <laughs> so anyway, whatever it is, see, in the live divine mein ek argument raise karein, usko demolish karne ke liye. Wo bhi quotation ke roop mein ja raha hai. Context nahi kuch nahi. To wo to bhi dangerous habit hai. So, this is tamas. Usko bhi reject karna hai. 
माइंड माई डाउट्स माई ओपिनियंस माई बिलीफ समन वंस टोल मी सिटिंग ओवर यू नो कॉफिटेबल डिस्कशन सर वो सब ठीक है शिवरबिंदो शिवरबिंदो जो कहते हैं वो सब ठीक है लेकिन अब मैं समझ गया क्या नहीं लेकिन इन माई ओपिनियन मैंने नमस्कार किया <laughs> मैंने कहा शोरबिंदो पे तू मुझे दो बात बता शोरबिंदो जो सब कहते हैं तूने सब पढ़ लिया है इतने कॉन्फिडेंटली कह रहा है जो सब कहते हैं नहीं नहीं पढ़ा नहीं है पर ऐसे सुना है मैंने कहा तो तेरा तो नॉन स्टार्टर हो गया और मैंने कहा तेरी ओपिनियन आई वॉज गोइंग टू से तू है कौन समबडी आई मीन श्योर बिंदो जस्ट लुक एट जस्ट इज क्रेडेंशियल्स आई टेल पीपल लुक एट जस्ट द क्रेडेंशियल्स फॉर गेट एवरीथिंग एल्स फॉर गेट अवर सेंटिमेंट एंड ऑल दोज थिंग्स लुक एट द क्रेडेंशियल्स खेमब्रिज में आफ्टर डूइंग फर्स्ट क्लास फर्स्ट ही हैज मास्टर्ड इन सिक्स लैंग्वेजेस ही इज रिगार्डेड एज हैविंग मास्टरी देन इवेंचुअली थर्टी टू लैंग्वेजेस ही नो जस्ट लुक एट जस्ट द क्रेडेंशियल्स in ies of that time he stands first class first and then when he comes in the freedom struggle he is regarded as the star the of the indian firmament so much so that the british government understand we don't recognize him you know we only have some of fixation mind fixation to chacha ji and babu ji we just don't know where for the british government in the parliament they are saying the most dangerous man in india they are on the minutes on record the most dangerous man in india as a teacher his students would tell him that what a teacher we were mesmerized how he would teach he would not consult the book he would come and stand and then start speaking extempore so once he was uh, speaking about life of nelson and a student said sir but uh, <laughs> this is not how they have described in this book by hausi shobindo's reply throw it out of the window <laughs> just imagine to read greek in original we only hear about greek and roman means i can't understand a thing to write epigrams in greek is written in greek poetry is it Uh, we have not yet finished then when he writes through the pages of arya i can only speak about his poem seer deep hearted divine king of secrecies occult fountain of love sprung from the heart of god foam billows washing the coast of heaven white star scripts of the gods drawn from the presses of light Washed in thy soul was a tide washing the coast of heaven. White star strips of the gods, born from the presses of light. Thoughts broke, burning and bare, crossing the human night. And in the end, he says, page by page, to the dim children of earth were given. Very few people people know that Shubhendu literally gave up his eyes, writing in that kerosene lamp. 64 pages of a journal single handedly typed every month he is writing on the typewriter just his life and when he would type night 10 o'clock till morning 6 partly responsible for spoiling our children who sleep late at night except that shobindo was just took rest for a couple of hours and then he was all again doing what he was doing walking 8 hours a day in one room once just to see human body how much by yoga force things can be done he was literally doing experiment and documenting them in records of yoga if you read his record trikal drishti this much perfected this was missing so many seconds there was an error in trikal drishti development ashwarya development so once in that process he took 1 kg of opium nothing happened he kept fasting for 42 days broke the fast immediately and during that period he continued all his activities and everything didn't announce i am keeping a fast because you people have done this it was his experiments with the body 
can the body bear the ananda of the divine consciousness can it bear the onrush of the truth consciousness all this meticulously and then he was giving it to us how many volumes from what has been discovered 36 volumes of such writing 450 roughly printed pages each plus minus here and there over 300 poems which are which includes two poems in quantitative hexameter english poets would be shy of trying it one fellow tried matthew arnold tried little bit some have tried it quantitative hexameter ilion and ahana what lines and ultimately savitri all this all the thoughts that you see today he gave a whole science of consciousness now we are turning towards it ideas that would change the world that we talk about it today human unity war how all this will come about what is the future of mankind what really is the past the vedas the upanishads the gita all this single handedly apart from replying to the disciples if one day the letter goes unreplied then <laughs> sir it was sunday i thought you would have some time to write as if shubindo is taking holiday on a sunday and shubindo writes with after all this the sense of humor just to add if you were to see the correspondence lying on my table and the activities i am engaged in even the heart or in the even the rock like heart of a disciple would melt please see correspondence is lying that's running now into seven eight i don't know how many volumes and shubindo was not giving that one line reply do meditation you will get all the answers painstakingly stupidest questions asked again and again and again and again sending help to each and every disciple working on the cosmic level all the forces of creation uniting with krishna having the experience of parbrahman brahman all this documented so beautifully in his poems after that someone says sir shurbindo ne to kaha but in my opinion maine kaha to maine usko kaha ha ek bar aisa hi i did say that you know who are you i gave him another way i said you know it reminds me of a story ek bar boond ne jaake samudra se kaha kaha kya kaha maine kaha iske aage puchne ki baat hai samajh jao ishara kafi hai उन्होंने जाके समुद्र को कहा मेरा व्यू पॉइंट मेरा अस्तित्व तेरे से अलग है वेदांत की फिलॉसफी में दिस इज वन ऑफ द कार्डिनल थिंग यू कैन प्ले विद क्रिएशन इन एवरी विच वे द मोमेंट यू थिंक यू आर सेपरेट दैट इज द डेंजर बिकॉज यू कैन से आई डिनाई द एग्जिस्टेंस ऑफ गॉड बट द मोमेंट यू से आई एम सेपरेट फ्रॉम दिस टोटैलिटी दैट इज वेयर योर डाउनफॉल बिगिन्स सो वी हैड दीज टू स्कूल्स एंड क्विकली दस कपल ऑफ अदर स्कूल्स so we had sankhya yoga then we had nyaya this read that school of justice given to gautam rishi who did anyaya to his own wife that was the best way to reform him and then you know what he writes four ways of pramana what are the four ways anuman उपमान प्रत्यक्ष आप्त वाक्य अनुमान यू आर इन्फरिंग समथिंग बेस्ड ऑन द ऑब्जर्वेशन इट्स पार्ट ऑफ द इंडियन थॉट सिस्टम वन ऑफ द स्कूल्स ऑफ फिलोसफी फ्रॉम द वेदास उपमान इट इज अगेन ड्रॉन फ्रॉम सटेन प्रत्यक्ष यू हैव एक्चुअली सीन इट विटनेस्ड इट नोन इज प्रत्यक्ष इज फर्स्ट apt vakya the word used is something as in other uh, writings but apt vakya i love it so i have just imbibed that apt vakya is the word of the realized one is a praman he has seen god he can show me god but if i say he has seen god i have not seen god therefore i don't agree no It's because already yoga is part of that so there were four kinds of pramana so vaisheshika came another school it says no only reason only observe perception and inference 
perception and inference. It's also a school of Veda. Vaisheshika. And it speaks about what is its philosophy. If you know the world existence in all its entirety, you will be liberated. Goal is liberation. Just like today's scientists, if I know all about everything in creation, I will be liberated. Vaisheshika. Then you have Mimansa. And finally you have the Vedanta. All these are all specialized schools. So in Mimansa you are using all these analytical processes from different kinds and you are trying to arrive at truth. And you have the Vedanta which is of course about realizing oneness, the oneness of creation, the one behind everything. I am not going into detail because again you will have different schools of Vedanta. Dvaita, Advaita, Visistha Dvaita, 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 uh, Ramanuj, uh, I mean Madhavacharya school of philosophy, different, different sub-branches. So roots are the Vedas. If you figure um, Indian culture as a massive tree, the seeds are those key ideas that have gone into it. And the roots are the Vedas, four roots. Rig, the oldest, is about knowledge. We'll touch upon it time to time. Yajur about works and sacrifice and Psalm about beautiful hymns of adoration. So it's about the heart. And then the Atharva was added later on. There's another story about Atharveda, but it's a very interesting story. Maybe we'll talk about in the story session how Atharveda came into existence. So Atharveda is about all the occult understanding of the forces of life. So all this mantra of char of snake bite, you know, somebody was mentioning, all these things comes as part of the Atharva Veda. Then there were certain things which were not directly Veda, but they were considered as because they are also secret knowledge. Ayurveda. You have discovered the truth, knowledge behind longevity. Then Mahabharata was regarded as the fifth Veda. Same truths, but in a different way. But these are the four Vedas which are at the root. Then in the trunk you have all these countless Supported by many, many rishis, visionaries who are, you know, um, brought up different aspects, the various ways intertwined within the Indian way of life. Some people say that Hinduism is a way of life. Well, everything is a way of life. It's the most absurd statement to make. Even doing five times namaz is a way of life. Sitting anywhere on the road and Blocking the road is a way of life. This is not about way of life. Way of life is a general statement. Everybody has a way of life. It is a way of life based upon certain inner, eternal truths which were discovered by the rishis. Without saying that, just to say it's a way of life is to give half the truth. Therefore, anything that everybody can do, anybody can do, it's a way of life. Then where is dharma, dharma? We will touch upon that subsequently. And this great trunk which supports it, that's what it is. It is dharma. The tree of dharma. And with many branches, all these schools of philosophies and sub-philosophies. And with multiple leaves, all of us who have been nourished by this sap and are filling this world. And its finest flowers are, of course, the great ones, luminous ones, the seers, the prophets, the heroes, the martyrs, the great poets. They are like the finest flowers. The wonderful literature that has come. Kalidas, Valmiki, Vyas, the Ramayana, the Mahabharata. All these are part of this huge body. And of course then there are the fruits. And the fruits of course we know are the ultimate products. Those whom who are very tasty to eat. But also they will give seeds for many others to grow. The great masters who are there, which have come up with that. And not one scripture, Vedas, out of Vedas come Upanishads. Upanishads come out, they are culled out from the Vedas. Then there are Puranas, there is the literature of Tantra, different types of Tantra. Of course the Gita. And every yogi had its own literature to contribute. Hinduism included everything. Because it believed, let Noble thoughts come to us from every side. And it incorporated in vast body. What was the criteria? 
as long as it is connecting us to the one it's okay we have discovered some new approach so this is the vast we are so fortunate again that we don't have one book and we don't have one guru prophet we are very fortunate that we have options you know otherwise in life you go to a place and he will say ye hai he the other person will say three four things forgetting the context but you know ek shop par actually i had this experience i'm sure all of you had would have had acha ye batana iske bare mein is sir ye hota hai wo hota hai ye hota hai maybe some kind of mobile or something acha wo wala dikhana sir hamare paas to keval samsung hai to ye us tarah ki baat hai kuch but in hinduism you have many options to choose from which is the most logical thing because people are different it celebrates the differences of humanity and because people are different they should be having different approaches so they are allowed different not allowed they will naturally have a different approach there is nothing which is fixed rigidly and made dogmatic and forced upon people you want to go through bhakti wonderful you want to go through gyana wonderful of course the gyani and bhakti will once in a while on coffee table they will sit and say no no bhaktas are inferior bhaktas is a you fellows you are missing something but after a cup of coffee they say okay jai ram ji ki they will not draw the sword and say you are a bhakta i'll <laughs> and not the bhakta because it's understood that it's okay there are different approaches i have taken mine and i think mine is the best that's okay that's allowed your guru is best for you wonderful guru brahma guru vishnu guru deva maheshwara guru sakshat par par brahma tasmay shri guruve namaha that's for each one of us for each one's guru but if i say that my guru is for everyone brahma vishnu par brahm then we are creating a dangerous trend my guru i have to be faithful to him fully fidelity to the guru is expected in indian thought but to my guru and knowing that he is a representative of the divine for me but as far as you are concerned you have your own guru you should be faithful to him and a true indian will appreciate it that i am glad that you have that fidelity and we can close with this wonderful little story about this fidelity and often people uh, they think it's a sign of you know okay i don't care i have too many gurus and i'm no to your own guru whatever is the path you have to be faithful but you have no right to tell others that you should be faithful to my guru why should he be he has his own journey his own life so there was this yogi krishna prem his ashram used to be uh, here in almoda ronald nixon and uh, very interesting person the mathematician who came there and he uh, followed one lady called mahyashoda and she was uh, of course a uh, vaishnava krishna bhakta and uh, she had her own followers and he went there he started doing uh, cleaning the chula and kitchen so one of his friends came from uk and saw him what ronald you think this way you will find god he says those who have gone before me have walked this way those who have gone before me have walked this way and continue to do the work so dilip kumar roy had a very interesting conversation back and forth ronald nixon shirobindo sri ronald reply <laughs> he did this with bertrand russell he did this subhash chandra bose he did this with, uh, gandhi ji and all these people he was somehow albert einstein he was very interesting character <laughs> interesting personality <laughs> so exuberant vital but deep inside a yogi shrivinta says that i have seen the yogi in you your outer personality may have countless defects but i know there is a yogi inside you all your experiences indicate that the problem is not sex food etc the problem is your outer nature which pulls you in that direction and you get pulled but eventually the yogi will win that's how he puts in a letter to him so once krishna prem came to the ashram and he met the mother so when he meets the mother mother said she was very happy 
please by him. And she said, ask whatever you want to ask. She is in a state to give any boon. Mother has done this sometimes to some people. Ask any boon. She was ready to give this. And Krishprem says, give me bhakti for my guru. And the mother said, but you already have. He said, no, not yet complete. I want more bhakti for my guru. More and more. Surrender. Complete. And the mother blessed him. Gave a smile. So wonderful. She was so happy. Recounted this story to her children and disciples in the ashram. And said, this is the hallmark of a true disciple. Never she tried to say to Krishna Prem, Okay, I'll give you, but you know, you have, have you read Shurabindo's works? Nothing. Ma Anandamai came along with some of her disciples and had a beautiful exchange in the tennis ground. And she gave a, some roses to mother. Mother gave, or nahin, mother gave some roses to her and she kept one and gave rest to mother. Mother kept one and gave this rest to her. So this exchange continued. People asked her. She recounted in her own mystic way. When they asked the Divine Mother, what was your impression? She said, she is my daughter. Beautiful daughter. She never tried to convert anybody into that belief. And yet, she said, once you have the master, be completely faithful and surrendered. So how beautifully it is reconciled. See, the human mind plays it. Either or. There is no either or. If you have a path, this is the requirement of the path. Otherwise, you are free to have no path. Perfectly fine. You are free to choose any other path. This freedom of choices is truly called freedom and liberty. And not like the modern liberal thought, which is so aggressively intolerant of anything which does not fit into its own framework. I have had these discussions and I have sometimes told people, why are you then arguing? I can be myself, I can have my own way of life. My No, no, no. You have to. <laughs> I said, okay, let's agree to disagree. No, no, no. It has to be like this. I said, my God, I never knew that liberal thought is so aggressive and so intolerant. Then of course I saw the TV debates and understood it all. Don't go by names. We stand for liberty, but we invade countries. For upholding the principle of democracy and liberty, undercurrent is oil kitna milega. So let's not, all these games are past. Let's say in all sincerity, Ekam Sat Vipra Bahudavadanti. There is but one truth, but the wise call by different names. Thank you. Namaste. So we'll meet after half an hour at quarter to 11, and this will be in Hindi.